The season is over. Will probably wanted to murder me. The Titans have a new general manager. This team is broke. That's the sound clip. And I finally got a haircut. So he starts just throwing these opinions up against the wall. We warned you guys this was coming. Are you pissed? No, 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 no. Yes, yes, I am. Welcome in. This is Coast to Coast Titans, a fan podcast for Titans fans by Titans fans. I'm John here with Sammy and we'll discuss Titans topics and other news and notes from around the league. Guys, the Titans have agreed to terms with DeAndre Hopkins. Let's talk about it. So happy or sad, guys? What's the just real quick, Kemper? Happy, 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 happy. I went from thinking this team might win seven games to now 12, 13 in my mind. Oh, <laughs> taking deep breath. Sammy, happy or sad? I'm in a weird spot with Like, I, I like the signing. I, I've loved DeAndre Hopkins ever since he was a pain in our side with Houston, and I hated him. Um, Fair. Like, I just, I've respected his game, you know what I mean? And so I think he ages well, right? I think he's more likely to be like the Anquan Bolden that just keeps producing into his mid to late thirties, as opposed to like the Julio's, the Randy Mosses, the Andre Johnson's that we've brought in in the past. Um, I like that it's a two year deal because thinking to next year when it's either Levis or Malik, probably Levis, um, you don't want to just have Burks. You don't want to be entering the same situation, right? Now at least you know for next year you've got D Hop, you've got Burks, you got Chig, you got Phillips, and you're going to add to that group for sure. Hopefully in earnest and with either another big name or a high draft pick, but that's a stronger base to be working from either way. So um, it's a positive move. I don't think it has any bearing on my view as us as a championship contender. I do think now instead of like thinking we're like kind of neck and neck with the Jags, I think we're in the driver's seat for the South over the Jags, but I still don't. I mean, Ryan Tannehill is still the quarterback. I, I don't trust him to beat Mahomes or Burrow or Allen or whoever in the playoffs. Yeah. But um, it's a good move for the franchise. Look, the upside is, you know, high, high upside. If if this team, we talked about, what was it we said a, a couple months ago now? It was like this team, you could say, is an 11-win team or a 6-win team, and none of us would be surprised. So if we were an 11-win team, if we really were, and now we added Hopkins, I mean, we might be a 13-win team. We might be in contention for the first seed in the AFC. And you laugh and think, like, that's stupid. But what, we're two seasons away from... You're not You're not wrong. I mean, we are playing a second-place schedule. And, you know, we know that the head coach and the offensive coordinator know how to work with this player because... They had, oh, yeah. They've done it in Houston, so you're not worried about scheme or fit or you know what I mean. So, but the other side and, of that and, and, is, and then you know they. I think it was in the group chat. I think it was in the group chat today. Someone listed all the quarterbacks DeAndre Hopkins has played with, <laughs> and it's a list of hot garbage sprinkled with cow manure. Um, I mean, good to Sean Tannehill is good to Sean Watson. Yeah. But. That's sure, but all the other quarterbacks, yeah. there's like seven of them. They all suck. <laughs> like Ryan Tannehill is easily the second best quarterback he's ever played with. No, uh, but so, but the other side of what I was saying was if you thought we were a six-win team, a seven-win team, 
this doesn't make us a 13-win team. It makes us an 8- or a 9-win team. And is bankrupting the next two years, I mean, it's not bankrupting, but is making the next two, three years significantly harder? Because that's what this is. It's significantly harder. Is it? Is that well, worth it? Is it though? I mean, it's it's twenty six million over two years. Right, but, it's thirteen million dollars. But here's the you know average. But it's it's fifth. It's twelve in the first year, up to fifteen with incentives. Let's just if if this isn't an abject failure, then it's fifteen million dollars in the first year. That's base salary plus whatever his signing bonus is. Of course, it's prorated out. Blah blah blah. But going into this, if you go look on Spot Track right now, the Titans have seven million dollars in cat space. I figure they probably just pushed it all to next year. But, well, it's yeah. the but what uh, Rappaport reported or put, or put a couple was that his on. base salary in twenty twenty three is twelve million dollars up to fifteen. So that's I I think I, mean, I wonder if Rappaport's maybe saying his maybe getting language confused because I haven't seen full structured details. I mean, maybe, but I it's wonder Ian if he's Rappaport. getting twelve not, million guaranteed. I mean, he knows what he's talking that about. That could be that could be nine million in signing bonus and three million dollars salary. I'm just going by what the tweet said, and I'm assuming that Rappaport didn't, you know, screw up his knowledge of NFL contracts. Because I that would make no sense for the Titans to structure it that way for the exact reason you're pointing out. They don't have caps. That's space. what I'm saying. They would want to go it, signing bonus heavy instead of salary heavy. It would be negative money. They would be required. That's it's probably why the you know the team hasn't announced it yet because the team never announces it until they've, you know, actually submitted the contract to the league. And yeah. it may still be the hang up point is they don't they they cannot sign him for twelve million dollars right now. Because it would put them over the salary cap, and they can't do yeah, it. Yeah, maybe they extend Landry or redo. Right, but all of that a, is a year. But for that's Henry my point. Or, all of that is things that they're having to do in the future. They're making next year and the year after harder just to sign this guy now. And if this is the guy who puts you into a number one seed in the AFC contention, then yeah. Sure, it's worth it. But if it's the guy who gets you out of the gutter of your division, then it's absolutely not worth it. I mean, extending Landry is the move that makes the most sense. And that's extending a guy who comes off of... I mean, that's a risky move. Even with Simmons' $22 million cap hit next year... You still have eighty million in cap space, but I'm no quarterback, no running Fulton. back. I mean, you already have those guys on the roster. You drafted Tajay Spears, Malik Willis, and Will Levis. Like, I don't like that's it. That's you that's ride or plan, die with yeah. those players next year. And if they suck, you're drafting high the year after. Yeah, I mean, you're right. If if that's if the plan is to go with you and know, you're trying all to those give positions them- in rookies and second year players. Ugh. Just so anyway, the reason you draft a rookie quarterback like Will Levis is you're hoping he's good and you're hoping you can then save a bunch of money and spend money around him. I don't love the idea of continuing to push money down the road, right? We've talked about this over and over again for everybody who doesn't understand. The Titans are in the position they are now because they've missed a lot. But let's just move past that. Be- they haven't been able to fix things because they don't have any money, and they don't have money because they're still paying dead money on old contracts, whether it's dead money or restructured money from four or five different guys. They're paying in salary cap dollars this year money that they've actually paid to players three, four, five years ago. So I'm very against continuing that process. It got us into this horrible scenario, and – we just keep doing it. 
That's what Rand has but been I doing think, since he came in. Is, I think, but see, we talked about it. Uh, unless they were going to get rid of Tannehill, which is what I was, you know, advocating for, if you will. This was the only way to bring in players with the way our cap situation was. Right. This should be the last of it, right? We're not signing anyone else that's a big name. We Maybe can't. George Fant, who's coming in. Um, <laughs> but, but th- I mean, it's also the time of the year, right? Like, there, we, I mean, we kind of need him now that MPF is suspended with the gambling thing. Um, Wait. But is it f- absolutely who's Fant? Is he not a tight He's end? He's the tackle. No, He's an he's offensive tackle. tackle. Who's the tight end? Like for the Jets about? for like Noah three Fant. years. You're thinking yeah. Noah Fant. Oh, okay. That's why he's I just saw Seattle the last now. name and I was so confused. I was like, why would we be paying? <laughs> okay, tackle. No, that makes that yeah. makes sense. I was yeah. that didn't make any sense at all to me. So we're bringing in a tackle from the Jets. Okay, no, but here's right. the but I, I don't know. The thing is, you said okay, this is the last move. I'm just saying that last move. I don't think was necessary. I I don't feel like we are the number one well, so seed contender, the number two seed contender. I don't feel like we're beating Burrow and Mahomes with this roster. I 100% agree with you. I 100% agree with you. I 100% agree with you. But if you weren't in the camp with me and, and uh, kind of with you too, where we ended up saying like this year you tank it, that means no Tannehill. Yeah, I hate that. It's obvious they're they're committed to winning it. They're trying to win it right this Mm -hmm. year. So this is the only logical move because you can't go into it with NWI as your number two. You just couldn't, right? And this is it's a lot of money to give a player at this point in the off season, but it's a weird circumstance. I said the same thing about Clowney. I know, and but I think. I think this is the most likely thing to work of them all. It's just sure, but how many times can you keep trying, right? Before you have to go and, and I hate the word tank. I never I don't think the Titans should tank. I just think they should have a economically wise season. <laughs> you know, I you know what I'm saying? Like I don't think they should yeah. try to be bad. I think they should just you know, spend some time, recover a little bit, recuperate in a financial scenario. So and I just, they're just not doing that. Like you said, they know this is Tannehill's last year. They know it's Henry's last year. They're just saying, let's go for it. I hate the fact that they're spending all this money at wide receiver when we could have gotten, you know, a little bit better offensive line. Our offensive line is going to be just as bad as it was last year. I mean, it may be a little bit better. I really but don't think so. I really, yeah, don't. if I don't Andre so Dillard is healthy, but, but sure. I think even, but even what is your evidence with, that guys are just suddenly going to be healthy? I mean, I'm, I don't, I'm, I mean, that I don't that, have, I'm but I'm saying also, this in an I'm ideal scenario. Like, I'm saying at it in some a point, real scenario. At some point, you've either had two years of historically bad injuries and you're due for some really freaking three. good luck. Maybe three in a row. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Or you're due for some good luck, or the issue is not luck, and it's something to do with what we're doing, and right, and then a different discussion needs but to be had. But if that's the issue, I mean, I'm not sitting. I don't want to sign DeAndre Hopkins because we might get lucky with offensive line injuries this year. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, but I mean, you need to sign. You needed someone to throw the ball I, not to. And no, this see, the, we need the money. Is what I think. I think we need the money more than we uh, did. Why? The what was the money going to do for yeah. you this year? Nothing Even, this year. So you take, it wasn't going to do twenty anything. million off. It was still sitting sixty million for next year. Line next year, and we need every penny of that sixty million next year. Next year, you have three of your pieces at least in place already from this year. Minimum. You're, uh, you're only going to need okay, two. But every single side of your argument. We're talking $20 million no, in cap space Sammy, is going to be needed every to fix single, the O-line. Sure. Right. But you, you're you sitting here saying we're not a very good team. 
this year. You don't think Hopkins puts us into like that contending for a championship, uh, but you you, yeah. you can't say that to me. For me, you can't say that, and then also at the same time say, but all the pieces are in place next year. The, so if we I'm don't talking, have good players, say, then we don't when, have good players, and you can't I build say, off of crappy. When players. I say that. When I say that we're not a good team, that's my opinion of it. When I say that we have the pieces in place, I'm trying to like talk from the perspective of Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel, who just brought these guys in and view them as MPF, uh, Raidens, and and uh, Dillard. They're going to view it's them crazy. as, yep. and maybe even Brunskill too. Like they're going to be, they view them as those positions are solved for the next year. Or okay, two so I I get that, but here's where I just have a problem with this. It's either you are assuming that Rand has brought in good players, we're going to be healthier, things are going to be good, and then at which point the Titans are going to be good, and Hopkins is, you know, the cherry on the Sunday. I'm all for that. I don't feel that way. I don't feel like he's just brought in a good, bunch of good players. None of us were super happy at the end of the draft, right? We weren't sitting here and be like, hey, we just solved everything. So I, no. so Hopkins, if Hopkins known, is a but, cherry in an but, empty but, cup for me. If, if if, Not if really. they had tra- it, if they had traded their seventh round pick for Hopkins or they had signed him a couple yeah. days like when you look at the draft and you add in Hopkins, it changes the math a little bit for me. Sure, they lucked into it. They, you know what I mean? Like a broke clock is right twice a day. They could not have known Hopkins was gonna get cut and that everything would fall their way like it did, but it did. And when you look at just now the package of players brought in this offseason. It doesn't look so as bad as I mean, it did. It's really exciting to me because the last time Tannehill was really good, he had uh, who what AJ Corey Davis and Johnu Smith. He now has Chig. He's got Burks and he's got DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, he also has a competent play caller now, which Maybe. he has not had the past two seasons. I, well, if you look at what Tim Kelly did with DeAndre Hopkins back when they were in Houston, they did some really good things together. So. There's a lot of reason for optimism there. Yeah, no. Just how much is, of how much of the hopium do you want to buy? That's, is that's, the question. that's where I am, right? I just want everybody out there to accept that all of the things that we seem to be happy about are us just assuming the stuff that last two years hasn't worked out is suddenly going to work out. And a big part of that is injuries, but I'm not just talking about injuries. I'm talking about like rookie development. I'm talking about veterans being brought in and being healthy. Those things. I mean, just haven't happened, and now we're sitting here going, ah, it's fine, let's keep risking it, Uh, where Sammy, you and I, and Kipper was kind of, I I don't think he ever really agreed with us, but Sammy, six months ago, you and I were both just like, screw it, stop taking the risk, let's reset, let's refocus, and get ready for, you know, having a team that we can build a foundation around. See, I think that they kind of did that, but it's again, it goes back to the discussion we had post draft, right? Like they're they're doing two timelines at yeah. once. They haven't really right? committed to either so one. I'm just so worried about this. This is the most line. all in for this year move. With MPF suspended, hey man, I'm with you. Before that, I really I mean, there were going to be growing pains, but unless unless someone got a c- catastrophic injury, 
they were going to get better as the year went on, and and well, let's, let's, was going to be fine. NPF, and, sure, okay. Um, Brunskill's a backup. I mean, he's a good backup. He's like a Dennis Kelly backup, but he's still he's an NFL backup. Um, Brewer, think of him like Eugene Amano, right? Like he was a backup here, and then he became a starter, and he was fine. Like, that's what he was with the Niners. Like, he's going to be fine. Maybe. He's not going to be the top 10 guard. Okay, okay. But, but I'm, he'll do but his I'm, job. This, who's next to him, right? The guy that none of us think should really be a starting. He's another backup. Sure. He's a, next yes. to him is another backup. Then next Brewer. to him is either Skaransky or Dillard. Skaransky, I'm pretty okay with, right? But Dillard, uh, maybe. I mean, Dillard's been replaced or been beat out for a starting job twice. In five years, well, once and then injuries screwed him the rest of the time. Sure, he's he was beat out, he was injured, then he was beat out for a starting job, then he was moved to guard where he thought he would play, and then he wound up being like a backup guard tackle. Um, he has just, I mean, he's not at the Eagles. He's not shown what everybody expects. So sure, we can all. It's the off season, and we can all go. Hey, Dillard's got this great. You know, pedigree, he came in, he's got all these abilities, and the only thing that was holding him back for injuries. Of course we could all say that, but we could also say he spent five years with a team that for a little while needed offensive linemen, and he couldn't get on the field. Um, whether it was injuries or, you know, getting beat out for the job, I'm not just suddenly going, yeah, Dillard's a solution and it's going to fix all these problems. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried about this offensive line. And that was the whole problem last year. I mean, that was the reason. I mean, a lot of it was the offensive coordinator. And and Kelly, right? If if Kelly was so good, how come the offense wasn't better last year? I understand he wasn't in charge of it. But if he was sitting there in all those meetings and in all those rooms. What was his title? What was he? Tight end? Passing game coordinator or something like that. Oh, passing game. I don't uh, – I think Kaharski said – I don't know. Said, I mean, that offensive line was so bad last right, – Like, I don't think you point, can take right? anything away. We're, we're putting yeah, all of these pieces back on, together like, and nothing left tackle and – Like, there were just – It was a different – And you've replaced that offensive line coach. You've also replaced the DBs coach, which, you know, are the two places we've invested the most picks and gotten the least return on investment. So maybe, hopefully, you find that and <laughs> you cling to that right. as, like, your hope. But if the last coach know. that they hired wasn't great, you. I don't have just this belief. I don't have this off-season belief that the next guy is going to be O-line, great. But the defensive backs coach it was a hot name and, you know, is apparently, you know, top of the list for defensive coordinator positions. Yeah, for you know next. Oh, year I'm so. I'm in on our defense. I think our defense is going to be good. I think we have the best defense of the AFC South. I think we have the only thing that concerns me about the defense is is the two spots in the middle at inside linebacker. Yeah, be, yeah. everything mm-hmm. else I'm really I think will be fine and sort itself out. But inside linebacker, and it's mostly it's health with Aziz Al Shire, mm-hmm. and it's uh, just overall talent with Monty Rice. Mm-hmm. But then I just don't so know. let's go back to Hopkins, right? So. Um, obviously if everything, if, if all the bad things that I'm worried are going to happen, happen, then we're just not going to be good. But is Hopkins the, is he really the, the key to unlocking the offensive potential? I mean, there's Chigs there. Henry's obviously still there. I don't think Henry is going to decline at all. I just, I just don't see it. I mean, if he has holes, I think he's going to hit them. Well, if the offensive line is as bad as you're thinking, he'll not have a good year. But Okay, so how about this? How much does Hopkins help the offensive line if he's utilized properly? I don't know how much he helps the offensive line. I think he helps Mm -hmm. Burks and Chig tremendously. Yeah, I can see that. 
But exactly. But Hopkins is the kind of guy who can run slants, right? Like he that's Oh yeah, he can I mean he can run he he's can a run great anything. Route but runner. you all the highlights you see, all the ESPN plays are him just like, you know, on a fade route going up with one hand. But he runs a whole lot of inside slant routes, and those slant routes are the ones that the linebackers have to worry about, and it takes a linebacker a step off of the run game. That's all it's just it become when Hopkins is on the field, it becomes a whole lot harder to blitz because he's just He's always the yeah. hot receiver, right? And yeah. the whole playbook is Hopkins is the hot wide receiver. You know, I think one place that it really helps them out tremendously is going to be in the red zone. And they're already a pretty damn good red zone team. But I think Hopkins oh, in the yeah, red zone is going to sure. be amazing for this offense. I mean, I, I haven't looked up the stats, but I guarantee you he's top three, top five at least in red zone touchdowns over the last probably five years. I mean, he's a he's a monster out there, and I mean, he's just a monster in, in any situation. Just mm-hmm. he, he wins contested catches at an inhumane rate. Was t- last year he was so good last year, even coming off the suspension, and then with Kyler getting hurt, he was still yeah. so productive, so good. I had him on a bunch of my fantasy what, teams. His quarterback was like Colt McCoy or something, right? <laughs> I think it was Some, somebody that, like that. That might have been who it was at the end. Yeah, like I I don't know. I just the the thought of. Of him being the number one wide receiver changes everything for me yeah. with this team. Because if they can play great defense, they have pretty darn good co- coaching with Vrabel. And if, and if the offense is just good, mm-hmm. Look, they can I mean, win a lot of games. It's, it's being super underhyped because we all had that visualization of Julio and AJ and Henry. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. sounded, looked, felt so unstoppable. It wouldn't surprise me in the least if this ends up being better than what we thought that was going to be somehow. It'd be pretty sweet. I'm not saying I it's likely, but it wouldn't surprise. Give me. them both their best, their best expected year at this point in their career. I think Hopkins is better than Julio. Um, like this year versus was it two years ago? Years yeah, yeah. I think I think Hopkins this year. If you give them their worst year, their best year, whatever, I think Hopkins is better than Julio Jones. So let's let's go down the line there, right? Hopkins is better than Julio. You would say AJ's better than Burks, but he's getting so much hype too. He could have a crazy year. Could, but AJ is better than definitely Burks. Yeah. better than uh, Ferkser. Ferkser. <laughs> no, are you sure? I don't know. Well, we, uh, in fair, didn't we have Jonu that year, or was that his first year no. gone? No, that was that the, was his that first, was his year, first year, gone. year gone. Yeah, because they yeah. didn't address tight end that year, and everyone's like, "What are they doing?" Yeah. Great. <laughs> so, yeah, and then the O line is definitely worse. A step back. Yeah, across mm-hmm. the board, left to right, all of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you still have Kyle Phillips. Phillips over who was was that Humphreys still? No, Humphreys was Humphreys gone. Was gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was NWI. NWI, and then you have, still have NWI, who's a step further down on the depth chart now, which is great. Yeah, for I'm, everyone that's a tight. Th- so that's another thing. I'm really interested to see how Phillips, you know, makes it through the year. I really liked him. Well, and that's another thing too is Hopkins can eat some of the the slot snaps maybe he helps keep phillips healthy by not having to use phillips too much i don't know i see i think he makes lets phillips eat i think he lets phillips be like a wes welker in the inside because of how much looks he's getting outside if you go three wide receivers and just take nwi off the field um you know the problem with phillips is getting hit but if if he's got a little bit of space it's hard to hit guys like that 
Um, yeah. It's easy to hit them if you're, you know, blanket covering them. But yeah, I, I think he could, I think Phillips could be a, a really good guy. Although the other side of it is, and this is, this is a culture change the Titans are going to have to make is there's no reason not to just feed Hopkins, right? Unless he's just, unless he loses a step or just isn't as it was, good. But It was so long ago, but at some point I did the, I did the research, I did the math and I think, I think D hop and Kelly, their one year together as play caller and receiver. I think D hop averaged something like 10 targets per game. Good. And yeah, I would it, love for that to be the same. It was, it was his second all pro season. What I read earlier this earlier today. If we it could give D hop about 10 Burks, about seven or eight and Chig six or seven. I mean, thank you. You running, you run that gets you 50 to 60 plays a game in a good winning game. I mean, the, Chiefs run ninety, but you know, run yeah, you run sixty, crazy. seventy plays. So Henry's getting twenty of them. Hopkins getting ten. What is it? Ten targets? You said. Yeah, that's half the offense right there. I'm fine with that. Yep. Yeah, and then the other half goes to Burks to Chig goes to, to whoever's schemed Spears, up. Yeah, I mean Chig definitely, but it, whoever. it's whoever is whoever's schemed. Is do you guys think is there going to be any? Since we haven't really talked in a little while, do you think Haskins is playing this year? No, I, I would be surprised if he makes the roster. Really? Okay. I mean, you just you get news like that, and the GM that picked you isn't around anymore, and now you're the third back at best. Yeah, but they they and we have see to what have. the NFL thinks of backs yeah. at this point. But is there like, right now on the roster? Is I guess is Chestnut still here? I don't remember. Yeah, he is. Okay, then that's his replacement. You have to have another big guy. You can't just. Yeah, you, I mean, you have to have, you really have to have four running backs. Oh, I mean, and you know, they cut Ross a running back big. today to make space for Hopkins on the roster too. Oh, did they? I didn't know that. Okay. I mm-hmm. did see that. Yeah, yeah. And Haskins there's is also the, like guys like Zeke out there. So Haskins is the kickoff returner. Um, he should not be doing that. He's not good at it. <laughs> well, with the <laughs> new rules, did they make enough. that yeah, the new rules? Uh, I don't think anyone's yeah, going to return it's kicks. Be, yeah. So. I forgot about that. Yeah, oh, you're with right. our luck, we'll start we'll start muffing fair catches on kickoffs. <laughs> Just don't put Phillips back there. Um, that is the thing, though. If you're gonna have somebody return, you might as well just pick like the fastest home run guy you could possibly get. Now, yeah, that's always how it's been. I don't know why teams have ever done it differently. Like your fastest player should be returning your kicks, unless they're like your quarterback or, or your star. I mean, unless it's corner, someone who can't catch. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just run a reverse, Damn. run a kickoff reverse yeah. every play, every kickoff. <laughs> but speed, speed's what kills on that. That's why Hester and Dante Hall, yeah. and well, I guess Hall was also elite quickness, but speed's what kills on all in those scenarios mm-hmm. 99% of the time. Anyways. Well, yeah, all right, I'm give excited me your stat lines for D-Hop. Uh, 1,200 yards, six touchdowns. 1200. See, I think he's going to miss some games. I give him 950, but I give him more touchdowns than six. I'm like, I'm a, I'm 10, maybe 11. Okay. I like it. 10 and a half. Here we go. I like how it. Many, how many catches? How many catches? Uh, a thousand, what did I say? 950 yards. 950. So 120, 110, 120. Is that math right? Like seven yards You're a catch. 120 catches and 950 yards. Am I doing the math wrong? I was trying to get to like seven, eight yards a catch, something like that. That's terrible. Yards a catch? 
No, oh yeah, yeah I, I understand, but I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be a the deep guy. I think he's gonna be um, sideline catches. I don't think he's. I just don't think he's gonna break any big, huge plays like that. I think he's gonna be get bracketed. I think Burks is gonna his yards per catch is gonna go up, and we already know Chiggs is gonna be just absurd. Nine nine yards per catch is, is not that bad, is it? Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. Is it really? Any anything under ten is is pretty pretty terrible. Okay. I feel like he like Hopkins is going to be a catch the ball and go down a lot this year mm. guy. Yeah. Just because he's going to there's going to be a well there's also going to be like a safety or a linebacker sitting there every single time he gets the ball. If it's an outside route, then sure, but if it's an inside route, there's going to be people with eyes on him and I think he's just going to be like um oh who am I thinking of? I can't there's a there's a player 4 or 5 years ago that just did that every time. But whatever, I can't remember. Tyler Lockett. Sure, that's not who I was thinking of, but I'll remember it. I'll tweet oh, there, it out. There's, there's, there's clips on YouTube of him. He's famous for catching it. And going oh, down. is he? Yeah, mm. that's funny. Interesting. I was thinking something along along the lines of like 85 catches, 1100 yards, and probably like 12, 13 touchdowns. Yeah. So I'm high on the. I'm, I'm high on the touchdown number. Um, but I do think he's going to wind up being a possession guy for us. So here's the thing that you, maybe you guys don't remember is we had so many three and outs last year, but most of our drives that got to the second set of downs wound up being scoring drives. There was something about it where we just couldn't get past those first three downs. Now, a lot of it, I think, was just the most predictive play calling of all time, but that's um, there's some good, what is Warren Sharp? There's some, he's got some really good stuff on that, but he, he thinks the, that was a great confirmation for us on what we had yeah. been talking about and frustrated about and but, to like see all that. But I think, I think Hopkins is going to help a lot in, you know, that five yard first down play, right? Where it's not a mm-hmm. run, it, it's not a deep pass or anything complicated, but it's an out or a slant or something, just something simple with good possession five yard play. I think he's going to have a lot of those that really opens up a bigger play, whether it's from Henry running or Chig or Burks or something else, you know, racing math, maybe finally learns to catch the football. Oh, get out of here with that. (laughs) All right. I'm excited Um, to see what the rookie running back is going to do on third down. Yeah. I'm kind of excited about that guy. I'm not going to lie. I I have a buddy of mine, Jonathan White, who's, who knows more about football than I do. And he was, I mean, the second we drafted that guy, he was texting me and I didn't know who he was, um, who the guy was, but Jonathan was just as excited as a person could be about a third round pick. He, he, he just said we hit, I think he compared him to Marshall Falk. If I remember correctly, was just very happy about the pick. The talent's undeniable. The athleticism is crazy. It's just, you know, I feel my fear is you're getting like a three or four year player. Yep. Well, and if he's Before, if he's a know, four he's year starter ineligible. out of the third round, I mean, well, he'll be three years at most because he's not going to start over Henry. Okay, well, that was fair. the frustration. Most was, most running backs don't last that long anyway on the same team. Yeah, if, if you've seen anything going on in the NFL lately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, now it looks like in 2020, uh, Hopkins played 16 games for the Cardinals, 115 catches, 1400 yards. Uh, averaged uh, 12.2 yards a catch, and he had six touchdowns. I'm thinking we could see that that DeAndre Hopkins. Wow, what was at his least last that's what year? I would like to see. What was his last year at Houston? 
Houston was pretty uh, – it had played 15 games, 104 receptions, 1,165 yards um, with seven touchdowns. So right around in that same area. Now the year before that, 2018, uh, that, was a, that was a really big year for him. 115 catches, 15, 72 wow. yards, and 11 touchdowns. Yeah. Is yeah. 11 is touchdown high? Uh, he's no, he's had one year in 2017. He had 13 touchdowns. Okay. So, but it's been, so 17 and 18 back to back. He was double digits. Okay. Yeah. 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 Best. One of those is, is it 18 is Tim Kelly's year, isn't it? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Um, question for you guys. If you guys are done talking about Deandre Hopkins, what's your favorite throwback uniform you guys have seen revealed so far? Oh, dude, the only, the only right answer to, favorite throwbacks is Oilers. It looks good. So revealed so far. We haven't seen the we haven't seen it yet. I thought I saw oh, him on Twitter. On, we didn't. Right. <laughs> no, I don't think we've really seen him. Um I, I really like what the Seahawks did. What are they like are, are they not going to be true throwbacks? Are they going to be something different and that's why we're doing a reveal? Cuz like know. don't mess with greatness. Just do what they were. Mm-hmm. Please. Oh, I hope, okay. I hope we get the powder blues with the white helmets. That's, That's okay. What I, hope we get. what I saw was just an artist rendering. I thought it was the real thing. It's a really good artist rendering. It's got Hopkins and Burks in it, but no, it's just a rendering. Yeah, I, I, they better do. They better not change anything. I don't know if there's rules about like it has to say Titans or something on it, but yeah. it should it should just be exactly the old the old powder blue uniforms. I agree. One hundred percent. If you're going to talk about creamsicle, you can. If you're trying to start a conversation about your creamsicle uniforms, you can just quit it. (laughs) Those are horrible. I think the creamsicles look good. I think they do look good. Uh, My favorite though has been the Seahawks, though the the Seahawks throwbacks from the nineties. I love them. (laughs) Sammy just shakes his head no. (laughs) No. Well, guys, is there anything else y'all want to talk about? I'm trying to think. You know, maybe the Jets throwbacks I kind of like. Uh-huh. I like the Niners throwbacks, but that's about it. Uh, the 49ers have throwback jerseys? <laughs> Honestly, I thought they were in the same jersey that they've been in for No, they years. added the gold at some point. Back in the day, it was just red and white. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. Um, the Vikings showed showed off like their 90s throwbacks. Now that's a good uh, uniform. Yeah. It, it was a pretty good one. The 49ers Especially. look like Stanford when they don't have gold in their uniform. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm just <laughs> googling do. them all right now. Yeah, the the Vikings, the Vikings had a good old uniform. Mm-hmm. All right, boys. Yeah. D-Hop's a Titan. Love it. That's, I think that's all there is for today. The show entry says we're broke. Mother. And we are. <laughs> All right. Y'all take care, guys. See you. Have a good one. We'll talk to you around training camp. Yeah.